Thursday Such a crazy, lazy day Thursday has its own peculiar way Of saying hey Sometimes Thursday almost Makes you want to run away Thursday such a crazy, lazy day Well, you made it all the way to Thursday. From here, it's just a downhill slide into Friday and the weekend. And because you have been so successful in your endeavors to reach this day, this this uh, fifth day of the week, well, then we are going to reward you with a wonderful Western because it is Westerns that we play here on the best old-time radio podcast every Thursday. So make yourselves at home, get comfortable, prop your feet up, and we'll be right back with all of the information about Thursday's Western for this week. Thank heaven it's Friday. Thank the Lord for the weekend. Thursday. Tuesday, my soul, I can't get a date Baby, I tuned on a channel The wire and the big shine They coming through the TV Shooting up the ladder mm-hmm. My baby love a western movie My baby love the western movie Bam, bam, shoot them up power Well, we have an episode of The Six Shooter for today, and boy, it's a good one. This one was first broadcast September 20th, 1953. It was one of the very earliest episodes of The Six Shooter, right after the audition show. And it has a lot of heart, and it really laid great groundwork for what was to come on this wonderful program. Now again, The Six Shooter only lasted for a year, but this one showed that this wasn't just about shoot 'em up and about cowboys and uh, fighting and gunfights. This one is entitled Jenny. And without going into a lot of the storyline, Jenny, who would appear at first to be a somewhat minor character, is really what this story is all about. And you'll see that Britt has feelings and compassion that most of the other men in the story don't have. Even though at times, as you listen to this, you will think it's, it's cruel. You don't know what I'm talking about, but you will after you listen to it. So let's go to uh, September 20th, 1953. Put the dial over on NBC. Let's listen to the six-shooter and this story of Jenny. James Stewart as the six shooter. The man in the six.
saddle is angular and long-legged. His skin is sun-dyed brown. The gun in his holster is gray steel and rainbow mother of pearl, its handle unmarked. People call them both the six-shooter. Coleman, America's leader in modern automatic home heating equipment, and the National Broadcasting Company present James Stewart as the six-shooter, a transcribed series of dramas based on the life of Britt Ponsett, the Texas plainsman who wandered through the Western territories, leaving behind a trail of still-remembered legends. It was hot that afternoon. A low, crawling kind of heat that seemed to be following us as we rode along. The sun hadn't come out in the morning, but about noon it pushed through the clouds. Boy, it was hot. By four o'clock, when it should have been cooling off, it seemed hotter than ever. We still had about 15 miles to go before we'd hit Lead Creek. That was where I figured on getting a job helping lay track on that new spur line to Salt Lake City. I nudged Scar on the flank, and we headed down a little gully. His ears pricked up, and he jerked his head. I wasn't sure whether he'd heard something or just sensed it. You know, with a horse, it's pretty hard to tell where hearing leads off and sensing begins. Yeah, what's the matter, boy? Hey. Hey. And then I heard it, too. I wheeled Scar off the trail. Went about 20 yards before I saw him. He was lying in the shade of a yellow boulder in a clump of mesquite. A young fella, just lying there. He looked comfortable and relaxed like he was taking a siesta. But he couldn't have been enjoying himself too much, not with a big red stain like that across the front of his shirt. I... Ah, what's the trouble? I... I had a little accident. Yeah, yeah, it looks that way. What happened? My horse threw me a couple hours ago. Must have landed on my gun. Went off. I see. You haven't got any water, have you? Sure, sure. Here. Yeah. Lucky, lucky you came by, mister. You're a stranger, ain't you? Well, I'm just passing through. Here, uh, I'm not much of a doc. Maybe I can fix a bandage for you for the time being. Uh, I already fixed one. Here's my shirt tail. Don't seem to be doing much good. Oh, here, let me see if I can tighten it. Hold on now. There, there. You think you can ride? I don't know. You ain't seen my pony. A pinto with a half moon on his flank? No, no, I can't say I have. Must have run off. Oh, now, just don't worry about him. My horse will get us into Lead Creek. Lead Creek? Yeah, that's close to town, isn't it? Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, all right. Now, let me give you a hand here. Uh, uh, oof. 
It ain't no use, mister. No, no, you gotta try. Now, just, just lean your weight on me. I'll never make it at all. Okay, okay. That's there, it. There's a cabin a passing mile or so west. I might be able to ride that far. Oh, that'd be better than staying here. Yeah. Now, I'm, uh, I'm gonna lift your feet up. Now, that'll hurt plenty, but once you're in the saddle, you'll be all right. Now, here we go. There. There we are. I'll take it real slow. I'll walk alongside. There you are. I was it west, you said, huh? Yeah. I sure do appreciate this, mister. I sure want to... He keeled over in the saddle. I managed to keep from sliding out, and we started off. About 15 minutes later, I saw the cabin he'd been talking about, and it wasn't much more than a shack, only two, three rooms, and a couple of acres of fenced-in pasture and a barn. I led Scar up to the front stoop and lifted the young fellow off. He was still unconscious, which was all of the good, of course. I carried him up the front door and gave it a couple of kicks. Kicked again, and he sprung open. Anybody home? Hello? Well, I'll just... There, now you just lay there. Try and get some rest. I'll look around. Where? Where? He passed out again. I covered him with a blanket lying across the foot of the cot there. And supper was on the kitchen stove. Beef stew. Smelled pretty good. I opened the back door. I saw somebody cutting up a pile of kindling over near the barn. Whoever it was sure knew how to handle an axe. Uh, <gasps> Where'd you come from? Now, I'm sorry if I frightened you, ma'am. I I knocked on the front door, but I guess you couldn't hear me, huh? I ain't got no handouts for tramps. Go on, get out. Well, I, I'm not exactly a tramp, ma'am. Although I'm not blaming you for thinking it. I, I've been riding for quite a spell. Well, what do you want? Well, I, uh... I ran across a fellow a little while ago in a gully just east of here. He'd been shot up. Shot? Yeah, he said his gun went off accidental. He's hurt pretty bad, and since this place of yours was the closest... Where I... is he? Well, I took the liberty of putting him in the cot inside there, so I hope you don't mind. Oh. She didn't wait even for me to finish. She just marched past me like I wasn't even there. I watched her for a second, then I followed her into the house. I'd never run into a woman exactly like her before. At first, I thought she was a man. You know, the pants, the checkered shirt she was wearing, and the way she chopped up kindling, they fooled me. She walked like a man, too. Stiff, square-shouldered. Her eyes, they... Oh, they they were a woman's eyes, all right. Kind of soft and young and, and frightened. Yeah... The rest of her had been pretty as her eyes. She'd been a real fine-looking girl. Uh, take that rag off him while I fix a new bandage. Yes, ma'am. There. Ah, 
it's a shame to tear up a fancy petticoat like that. I got no need for petticoats, mister. Can you turn him on his side? Uh, 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 better. Now, if I can just get the bleeding to stop. You, uh, you know him, ma'am? No. Why should I? Oh, I just thought since he was in your neighborhood. Lots of folks pass by here. That don't mean I know him. I don't know you neither. Oh, oh, sorry. My name's Ponsett. Rick Ponsett. Ponsett. I've heard of you somewhere, haven't I? Mm, no, no, not likely. This is the first time I've been around Lead Creek here. Got a pocket knife? Uh, yeah. Thanks. Hi, George, you're doing a real good job on him, you know. Your, uh, your husband off somewhere today? I'm not married. Oh, I... Sure, it must get kind of lonely out here all by yourself, doesn't it? I like being alone. I want a lot of people around me. Mm-hmm. Ah, oh, I can't say I blame you. I, I never been much on congregating myself. I, I always sort of like to... Well, you know, that bleeding's letting up a little. All right, I guess I'll be shoving off, ma'am. Uh, when I get into town, I'll send the doctor out here. No. So... Uh, no, no, you can't. What I mean is uh, there's no doctor in Lead Creek. Oh, he moved away a couple of years ago. Well, there must be a dog somewhere around these places. No, not within a hundred miles. I'll have to take care of him myself. Well, maybe I can find somebody to help you, you know. Since I brought him in here, I, I sort of I'd feel rather like do it alone. I'll manage all right. Well, that's mighty decent of you, but I... Him being a stranger, I... All right. Well, so long. Mr. Ponsett? Yes, ma'am? You won't tell the folks in town he's here. Hmm? Well, he's a stranger, like you said. He, he don't concern them, and and I don't want them laughing at me. They'd say, Jenny Garber's finally got herself a man. If he wasn't unconscious, you'd never have managed it. So, you won't tell them, will you? Well, I, I don't suppose anybody will ask me about him. I... Easy, boy. Easy, easy. What are you looking at? Oh, I was just noticing those horses over in the pasture there. Those are both yours? Yes. Yes, they are. Why? No reason. No, I just... That pinto looks like a good animal. What do you call him? His name's Moon, because of the marking on his flank. Looks like a half moon. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. Yeah. Well, I hope the patient doesn't give you too much trouble. All right, sir. Come on. went down, but it didn't cool off much. Maybe when the moon came out, there'd be a little breeze. I've been riding for a couple hours since I left the cabin. Still had five or six miles to go before I hit Lead Creek. We were coming through a narrow canyon when I heard a little rustling sound. Of course, I thought maybe it was that breeze I'd been waiting for. The next thing I knew, I was behind a rock. I wasn't quite sure how I got there. I guess my legs sort of took over without me having to tell them what to do. You ain't got a chance, Ned. We're all around you. Come out from behind those rocks and keep your hands up. Well, I'd be glad to oblige, but I I ain't Ned. I, whoever he is. <laughs> Hold it in there, Sheriff. Hmm? Oh. Well, looks like they made a little mistake, boys. Uh, you all right, mister? Oh, no serious damage, I guess. Well, sorry to bother you, but uh, 
What are you doing out here anyway? Well, I was heading for town. I heard there might be some work on the new railroad. Thought I might s- sign up for a spell. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I can always use another man. My name's York. Sheriff Jim York. I'm pleased to meet you, Sheriff. I'm Britt Ponsett. Ponsett? The fellow they call Six Shooter? Uh, yeah. I didn't know you were in these parts. Boys meet Britt Ponsett. Britt, this is Sam Norville. Howdy. Tom Jackson. Harry Potter. Howdy, howdy, howdy. howdy. Britt's the man who brought in the Phoenix Kid. The kid had the drop on him, too, but he never got a chance to pull the trigger. At least, that's the way folks tell it. Yeah, well, between the doing and the telling, you know, there's apt to be some exaggeration. <laughs> well, anyway, I'm sure glad we run into you tonight. That six-gun of yours may come in handy. Oh? Yeah, we're looking for Ned Landy. That's who we thought you was at first. Mm-hmm. I figured something like that. Now, what's this Landy been up to? Trouble. For the last three months. Hold up a couple of shooting sprees. Broke into Harry's bank last night and killed Harry's brother. I see. I've taken a posse after him before, but uh, we always seem to lose him in these hills. We didn't get him tonight, though. Picked up his trail this morning. Even spotted him for a minute or two on the far side of Devil's Canyon over in the trees. I got off a shot. Thought I'd hit him for sure. Well, I guess my aim was off. Anyway, he gave us a slip again. Well, what's he look like? Oh, he's young, about uh, 23, I'd say. Short, wiry, black hair, rides a pinto. Pinto, huh? Mm-hmm. You ain't seen him. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I have. Yeah? Well, where was he? I left him at a cabin about nine miles back. And uh, your aim was all right this morning, Sheriff. He's carrying a bullet in his stomach. Of course, he said he'd shot himself by accident. The only cabin out this way is Jenny Garber's. That's that's the woman. That's the woman who lived there. You know? Well, come on, boys. Let's go. Well, ain't you coming too, Britt? Oh, no. You won't need any help, Sheriff. Uh, that landy's not likely to last long enough for you to get him into town, I don't think. Well, we'll get him in all right. Doc will see to that. The doc? What, but I understood sure. there any... Sam here's a doctor. At least, that's what he's been claiming for the past 20 years. <laughs> yes. Uh, 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 just wait a minute, Sheriff. Just hold on. You know, I'm, I've changed my mind. I, I think maybe I will ride up there with you. An hour and a half after I met up with the sheriff, we came to a little stream trickling down the hill just off the trail. I, I'd, I'd missed it when I passed by before. I hadn't known there was any water around, and Scar hadn't smelled it either, the air being so quiet and everything. Well, we pulled up and gave the horses a chance to get a drink. Well, I guess there ain't no rush. And that's as bad off as you say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Something funny, Sheriff? Well, I was just thinking about Jenny Garver. Oh? <laughs> yep, she's finally got herself a man. <laughs> He's going to be real temporary, though. <laughs> yeah, and if he didn't have a bullet in him, I bet he'd take off the first time he got a look at her. <laughs> well, sir, it'd take more than a bullet to keep me there. <laughs> me too, Sheriff. What is this? Something wrong with Jenny? Well, you seen her, ain't you? Yeah, yeah. Well? Well, I... I guess she's no beauty. (laughs) Now, that's giving her the benefit of the doubt, Ponson. Now, if you ask me, my horse is better looking. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know, Sheriff, now a lot of plain women seem to get along all right. Better than some of the pretty ones, you know. 
Well, it ain't just that Jenny's ugly, but she's so darn awkward and big. Yes. <laughs> Why, even when she was a little girl living in town, she was always a head taller than any boy her age. And stronger, too. <laughs> well, I guess they've had enough drink. You were. Yeah, the thing was, her folks was peculiar about Jenny. Wouldn't admit she was any different from the other girls. Hey, you remember how they used to dress her? <laughs> All those fancy clothes with frills and ribbons. <laughs> what made her look twice as foolish as she would have otherwise. No. <laughs> her father used to take her to parties, too, in the square dances. But uh, he was the only one who ever danced with her. No, sir. I don't think a single boy in town courted her. Not one. Uh, you're you're forgetting Willie Franklin. Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> so, Will Franklin? Yeah, yeah. He's quite a cut-up. Made a bet one night with some of the fellas and said he'd get Jenny to agree to marry him. He took her out in his wagon and proposed. Of course, she said yes. <laughs> but uh, he didn't know that Willie's friends was all hid in the back of the wagon. <laughs> Leastwise, she didn't know it until they all busted out laughing. <laughs> it was right after that her folks died, wasn't it, Sheriff? Yeah, yeah. That's when she bought this cabin. About uh, five years ago, come to think of it. Well, Jenny can't be more than 25 or 6. Looks a whole lot older, though. Wouldn't you say so, Britt? Oh, I don't know. I, I'm not much good at judging ages, especially a woman. There's her place up ahead. Lamp's still on. She must be up. Sure, she's up all right. First time she ever had a man within touching distance, ain't it? <laughs> ooh, boy, ooh. What's the matter? Well, better leave the horses here and go the rest of the way on foot. Oh, now... Landy's not apt to give you any trouble. Oh, you never can tell. You may be feeling better by now. Yeah, yeah, but not that much. Hey, he's seen us. Didn't waste no time about it, neither. Guess he wasn't as sick as you thought, Britt. Or else he made a mighty fast recovery. We'll never hit him from down here. What do you suppose happened to Jenny? I don't know. I've forgotten about her. She's probably got her half scared to death. Well, we'll have to rush him. It ain't going to be easy, Sheriff. With this moon, he's sure to spot us. Well, it's all we can do. Sam, you and Harry see if you can make it up to the fence over there. Right. You okay? Okay. I'll fire twice. That'll be the signal to close in. Now, hold on a minute, Sheriff. Just, yeah? just hold up here a minute. Now, if we go plowing up in front of that cabin, somebody's going to get hurt. Well, what's the matter, Ponsett? You've been shot at before. Well, that doesn't mean exactly I like the idea. And besides, there's another way of getting in that door around back. And there are a couple of trees back there, too. Oh, no, he'll be watching the back door. And that's well, no fool. I know, but it's worth a try, eh? All right, I'll go with you. Now, wait a minute. Now, you just let me go alone. One man ain't as apt to be seen. Now, you just keep firing. And if I ain't back in five minutes, well, we'll take him your way, huh? Five minutes. We won't wait no longer. I hunched down low and I started circling toward the rear of the cabin. And there wasn't much cover, just rocks and a couple of scrub pines. Anyway, nobody was shooting at me yet. So far, nobody'd seen me. I come up along the side of the barn. And the back door was just, just ahead now. I still had about 20 yards to go. I ran forward and my foot caught tripped over some of the kindling Jenny had stacked up there in the afternoon. I lay... I lay quiet for a minute. I just waited. 
Oh, it sounded to me like I'd made enough noise so they could hear it clear down a lead crack. No, no. Shooting wasn't in my direction. So I got up on my knees. And I raced for the cabin. I opened up the door. I kept on going. And when I got into the living room, I... 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 I saw I'd figured right. That was on the cot, just where I'd left him. Hadn't moved. It was Jenny who was doing the firing. She swung around. She pointed the revolver at me. Her eyes weren't soft, not anymore. You told him. You brought him here. I had to, Jenny. I would have taken him away as soon as he was well enough. Why couldn't you let us alone? That killed a man last night, Jenny. I don't care. I don't care what he does. As long as he needs me, I'll stand by him and help him. He needed a hideout, didn't he? He must have been staying here for some time, or his pony wouldn't have had enough sense to come back here with his own accord. They're going to start closing in, Jenny. You're not going to take him away from me. I won't let you. Ned likes me. He told me he likes me. And he's the first person who ever did. Give me your gun, Jenny. Even if it isn't true. Even if he didn't really mean it. He doesn't laugh at me like the others. He doesn't mind my looks. Everybody said I'd be an old maid. Even my mother said it. But I won't. Not now. Ned'll take me with him. He'll marry me. I know he will. Jenny, listen to me. Don't you understand? I can't let you take him away. No matter what. Not even if I have now, to... killing me won't help Ned. It's the only way I can keep him. Gotta stop you somehow. You and the others out there. Well, there's no way you can keep him, Jenny. He's dead. What? Now turn around. Turn around, look at him. Now, I'm not trying to catch you off guard. Just turn around. He hasn't been breathing, not since I came in. Oh. <laughs> He loved me. Ned loved me. <laughs> all right, boys, come on in. You all right? I got him, huh, Britt? Oh, there he is. I might have known you'd take care of him. That was me, Sheriff. It was you. Huh? Your bullet from this afternoon. Well, I'll be darned. I told you I was sure I'd hit him. Remember, Tom, I told you. Now, then how come he was able to hold us off just now? Well, he was a tough one to kill. He wouldn't give up. The strain of shooting at us must have finally finished him. Mm. Ain't that the way you figured, Britt? Mm. Yeah, something like that. Well, uh, what's the matter with her? Little gunplay bother you, Jenny? Come on, come on, get a hold of this. It's all over now. Yeah. Sure is funny how women are scared of gunfire. Every one of them. Even Jenny. Well... It just goes to show you that underneath, they're all pretty much alike. Yeah. Yeah, I guess they are. Well, uh... Nat was buried the next day, and there was one bunch of flowers at the funeral, wild daisies. Folks just couldn't figure out who sent them. And, uh, you know, they, they tell me that it was right about then that Jenny Garver started acting different. Oh, I don't mean she got pretty or anything like that, but uh, 
She did seem more confident. She just seemed a little more sure of herself. People said if they didn't know better, they'd swear that a man had something to do with the way she changed. But, of course, they all knew better. America's leader in modern automatic home heating equipment and the National Broadcasting Company have presented James Stewart as the six-shooter. Mr. Stewart may currently be seen in the Universal International picture, Thunder Bay. The six-shooter is an NBC Radio Network production in association with Review Productions. It is based on a character created by Frank Burt, and today's transcribed story was written by him. Special music was by Basil Adlam, and heard in the cast were D.J. Thompson, Jess Kirkpatrick, George Neese, and Harry Bartell. The entire production is under the direction of Jack Johnstone. All characters and incidents were fictitious, and any resemblance to actual characters or incidents is purely coincidental. Hal Gibney speaking. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. Wasn't that a touching story? That was uh, The Six Shooter, first broadcast on September 20th, 1953, and it was entitled Jenny. And it really did set the stage for future episodes of a show that had a lot of warmth, uh, at times a lot of humor, and uh, a lot of heart. All right, well, that's going to do it for this Thursday, everybody. We're going to go out with a tune from 1975 that kind of uh, reflects what must have been on Jenny's mind in, the, in our story tonight. This is Bob Bro. We'll be back over the weekend with a uh, weekend archive show. And then we'll be back on Monday with another comedy. Tuesday we'll have a drama. Wednesday we'll have a detective mystery show and another Western next Thursday. I'm so glad you folks stopped by, and I am so glad you met me. I learned the truth at 17 That love was meant for beauty queens In high school girls with clear skin smiles Who married young and
Ugly duckling girls like 